Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Hello to our listeners in the great United States and all around the world. I am Richard Levy and welcome to Wealthy Thoughts, where we talk about the thoughts that attract wealth, success, health, and happiness to you. I really hope you enjoyed last week's show with Chicago real estate owner Ryan DePril. Ryan talked about how rejection and how no's were turned around to great success, abundance, and wealth. You're going to hear something about that subject today. He also talked about giving, how important it is to give out because as we talk about on the show and our daily emails, prosperity emails, the more you give out, the more good you give out, the more you receive back. It's an unequal ratio. Give out lots of good, you get tons of good back. He did this uh, through his training with his agents, his real estate agents. He wanted to be sure that they feel good, they feel confident, and they would then succeed. You'll hear about that today. Look, if you missed that interview, please go to our website, that's thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com, and listen to it or any of our past talks with successful men and women. I've got to share something. I do. I'm even interviewing them. I listen to the shows over and over because I pick up something new. It's like going to a movie for the second or third time. I'll pick up another tidbit on how to create success and wealth. Speaking of wealth, I would like to remind our listeners of our upcoming Wealthy Thoughts Seminar on June 22nd. That's very soon in Dallas-Fort Worth at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Weston Hotel. Now, that's about a mile or two from the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. Please see our website at thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com for information and registration. We really have lots of fun there talking about how thoughts make you wealthy. Today, we have a very special guest, Richard Melman founder and chairman of Let Us Entertain You Enterprises, a Chicago-based corporation that owns over 90 restaurants nationwide. You've got to hear how 
this corporation was built from a single restaurant up to over 90 restaurants. You also really want to listen carefully to Rich's experiences as a young man and to his beliefs about success. He speaks very simply. He speaks very clearly. He is a down-to-earth person, but very sophisticated when it comes to the restaurant businesses. Although many of his restaurants extend range from very informal hamburger stand-up uh, restaurants like Emberger, which is, has two locations in Chicago, to fine dining like True or Everest. I want you to feel his message about success. Rich is a giver. And he would want nothing more than for you, dear listener, wherever you are in the world, to pick up on his message so that you, too, can follow your own passion and create a life of prosperity, abundance, and happiness. If you have the pleasure of talking with Rich, and I hope you do, I hope you have the same feeling as my wife Ann and I have. When we talk to Rich at one of his restaurants, I don't care how crowded the restaurant is, how much his family's around him, we are at the center of his world. It's a great feeling, and that energy is extended out to his employees, to his staff, to his partners. Rich does care about his staff, everyone at Lettuce, as much as he does about every dining customer at each of his restaurants. In fact, our favorite restaurant, I have to admit, is right around the corner from us. Joe's Seafood, Prime Steak, and Stone Crab in Chicago and Las Vegas. Their last king crabs are yummy. In fact, if you're a steak person, you might try the bone-in filet. The Zagas Guide gave it the best steak in Chicago with all the competition. That's wonderful. But then please Google Lettuce Entertain You Enterprises, L-E-Y-E dot com, and discover for yourself there's a cuisine for everyone. In my opinion, what sets lettuce apart from other restaurants is not only the great taste of the food, but also the fun you have while dining. Fun? Now, I've said that about four or five times. I want you to hear what Rich talks about, mentions when he, we discussed that simple word fun, having fun. Rich will connect, I'll give you a hint, having fun to being successful. I hope you sense, like I do, that Rich loves what he does. I now have the honor to present to you Rich Melman. Hi, Rich, and welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. I'm fine, Rich. We're so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to spend with us today. And I know the world is going to be fascinated when this hour is up to hear how the restaurant industry has changed since you came upon it many years ago. And, of course, you're still actively involved with him. Rich, did you grow up in one of the affluent suburban areas along the lake lake shore in Chicago? No, not at all, actually. I grew up uh, in an area called Logan Square, um, very middle class. I think we uh, we were, if I'm being honest, a lower middle class family, and uh, but I loved it. I, I had a great childhood, and I loved my neighborhood, and in fact, I'm still connected to it. I, I go back every year. I'm very involved in my old high school, and so I still have ties to my old neighborhood. Ah, that's wonderful that you're still connected with uh, folks back around the Logan Square area. Rich, you grew up working in one of your dad's restaurants. You were very young, and uh, you worked, as I understand, many, many day, many long hours, six to seven days a week. Is that correct? 
Well, uh, certainly when I started working, I was about 15 years old, and I worked uh, for my father who had a restaurant, as well as other summer jobs that I had. Uh, I don't think I was working the crazy hours at the beginning. I was you know, pretty young, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But certainly as I uh, developed in the restaurant business, got a little older, uh, the hours clearly went up. Okay. Well, as the hours went up, would, could you say or could you share with our listeners that perhaps the seed to one day uh, have your own restaurant was being born, whether it was in partner with your father and his partners or on your own? But was that seed, be, be, was it planted at that point? Well, early on, I, to me, working in restaurants was sort of a means to an end to have a little money to spend on myself or whatever I needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I actually never thought about being in the restaurant business. I uh, my, my real interest was athletics when I was in high school. And I hoped that I could be good enough to make a career out of baseball, which I wasn't. And then I thought about coaching, and, and I thought about that a little bit. But I was a poor student in college, and I actually... Uh, dropped out of college after a couple years uh, prior to them kicking me out. I was on probation, <laughs> and I knew I wasn't going to be around for long. And I looked back, and I said, what are the different things that I could do with myself here? I'm like 20 years old. And, um, you know, and I, and I sort of had confidence in myself uh, in terms of working in restaurants because I had done it for about five years or so. And, uh, but before I jumped into the restaurant business, I tried a couple other things. And, um, and one of those things was in sales. And what I quickly realized, um, was that I was better at doing favors than I was in asking for favors. And I remember working, uh, selling fuller brushes, actually. I don't even know if a lot of your, audience knows what they are, but it was, you know, a company that uh, uh, had outlets in Chicago and they sold every kind of brush and toiletry and so forth. And you sort of went uh, house to house or you went office to office. My my district was downtown Chicago. And for every one person that you could sell, you probably had 20 that turned you down and I remember at the end of the day feeling bad about it. I, I, I wasn't cut out to be a salesperson, a salesman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I said, well, let me try the restaurant business. And uh, as I got into it and really realized that I really liked it and there was something in it for me in the future, I certainly started spending more time and more energy in in learning about the restaurant business. I, I thought there was an amazing amount to learn. So, um, you know, that was it. I mean, it, it went from there. I, I didn't, uh, the bottom line is I didn't initially know that it was my passion and my love, but after working at it and after having some successes, I started liking it more and more and more. And today it's, it's my whole life. I mean, I just, love being in the restaurant business. So you, the passion was born then, and you knew you wanted to go in this direction. 
You wanted to, at one point, partner with your father. We have just a couple minutes before we go to break, but you offered to invest your hard-earned money back then into your father's restaurant and with his partners, and that was how much money in those dollars back then? Well, what happened was I was working for my father and his partner, Lou, and um, I was working for them for a number of years, for about five years or so, and I really thought I was doing a good job, and I'd really grown, and I was working six and a half days a week for them, and and then I thought I'd saved up about $10,000 over that five years, and I sat down with them and I said, I'd love to buy in and be a partner of yours. And they said they want to think about it. And they got back to me in a couple of days and basically said to me that they didn't think I was ready, that I wasn't dating anybody. They'd like to see me settled and uh, married and having a family. And they then talked to me about being a partner. And I was saying to myself, I don't even have time to date. And, uh, and it was very discouraging for me. I, I was certainly depressed for a few days when they, when they told me that. And, uh, a couple of days later, I just gave my notice and I decided I wanted to leave. It just was not what I wanted anymore. And, wow. uh, I think I want our listeners to pay attention to at this point. Uh, we're going to finish this, we'll continue this conversation after the break. Rich was basically told no, or no. He's basically given rejection. He felt bad and felt a little depressed. I want you to pay attention how this no, this block was turned into a gigantic success. We love this. This is fantastic. I stay with this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with Rich Melman from Let Us Entertain You Enterprises, and you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts in the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Rich Melman. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Surprise you. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
welcome back, dear listeners. We're talking today to Rich Melman, chairman and founder of Let Us Entertain You Enterprises. And what we're talking about before the break was that Richard wanted to invest with his father and his partners into their business. And basically, they gave him a no. And Rich felt that the rejection was uh, naturally feeling sad. But what I want to point out to our listeners any block on your road to success can be a blessing in disguise. It can be a gift to you. Listen to uh, during the rest of the show how Rich went from that rejection to over 90 restaurants today. So, Rich, you experienced that uh, rejection. Where was your thinking there about what you wanted to do with your life in restaurants? Well, you know, I wasn't certain what I wanted to do with my life at the particular time. I was certainly hurt, and I was depressed. And, you know, I went through a couple days like that, and I said it was just difficult, too difficult for me to work, knowing that I didn't have a future with my dad and his partner. And as I said, I gave the notice. And uh, and it was sort of interesting because it seemed like the next few people that I got involved with also weren't right for me. <clears throat> and uh, in fact, I wound up moving to uh, Florida, to Miami, Florida. There were two guys that um, were willing to back me in a restaurant deal. And um, they talked a lot, <clears throat> and we had a lot of meetings, but nothing ever came about. And I was living in Florida, and I had to get a job. I didn't want to you know, use up my money. And that fell through. And then I came back to Chicago after a few months, and I met another man who wanted to do a restaurant with me. I, I felt that I knew a lot about the restaurant business, but I wasn't a complete businessman. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sophisticated in terms of money and banks and so forth. And again, you know, I, I think I picked the wrong person because... Um, uh, this individual had been in business and retired and wanted to get back in, but he wasn't really able to pull the trigger. And so, you know, I wound up wasting a lot of time and energy. And then I got a job, again, because I didn't want to spend my money, waste my money, use up my money, rather. <clears throat> and um, and lo and behold, down the line, I met a man who really changed my life, and that was Jerry Orzov, who became my partner and best friend. And uh, he had everything I didn't have. He had he wasn't a restaurateur, but he was a very sophisticated businessman. He was very psychological, and um, that's that's what started it. And you know, I mm-hmm. kept thinking uh, the only thing I I knew and the only thing I was interested in was uh, opening a restaurant. Uh, I might add there were a lot of ideas I had when I was working for my dad and his partner. And unfortunately, they were very old school, and they usually wouldn't let me try any of my new ideas. And so I I think wanting to go out on my own was born partially from frustration. Uh, The fact that I had all these ideas and and wanted to see, you know, if they would work. And uh, the money wasn't the important thing. I, I... I would have worked for way less had I been given the opportunity to do some of the things that I thought were right in the restaurant business. And then when I went out for myself, I got a chance to do it. 
Well, that's interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich was in Miami, and that did not work out. Did Rich feel bad about himself and surrender, wave the white flag? No. He came back to Chicago. He met a gentleman. That didn't work out. Did he give up? No. He stayed with his passion, and he found this gentleman uh, who passed away in 1981, Jerry, who had the business sense. So Rich had the drive for the restaurants. He hooked up with a gentleman who could compliment him, the business side, and there is the birth of Les Entertain You. And Rich, I have the sense that from that point up to now, 2013, that you love the restaurant business. In fact, you have fun with it. Would that be a correct characterization? Richard, there's no question about it. I, I have found in my life that it's a combination of um, loving what you do, having a good time, having fun with what you do, and having the ability to make a living with what you do. That's an unbeatable combination. And I found something that I am relatively good at and can make money while I'm having a good time. Speaking of money, it's an interesting comment you made a moment ago that money, if I understood you correctly, money was not the focus that you mentioned just lightly a moment ago. The focus was develop these concepts that were not workable with, the, so to speak, the old school, your dad's group. You had your creative ways to uh, develop the restaurant business in the Rich Melvin style. So, uh, But I did not hear you say money, money, money. The success, the love, and the passion is what seems to me attracted success into your life. Would that be correct? That's very correct, Richard. I I think that sometimes I've certainly met people who say their goal is to make a million dollars by the time they're 40 or whatever the goals might be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I can't say it's wrong. I I could just say that it's not right for me. And... uh, for me, um, I had very simple goals. I mean, my goal when I first started in 1971 was to make $15,000 a year and be happy what I was doing. And by the way, the job that I had prior to going out for myself, I was making $20,000. So I was willing to make less for the ability to do what I wanted to do and be able to try a lot of these ideas that I had Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was much easier to concentrate on just being happy and doing what I do. And I think when you do things right, the money usually follows. And I think that if I would have made decisions based just on money, I'm not sure I would have been as successful. I think it wow. would have changed my way of thinking. I, I, I really do. Fascinating. Uh, to rewind the tape, so to speak, you do things right, the money came instead of the other way around saying, I want the money and hope it comes. That's fascinating, which leads me to an impression I and my wife and I have and other friends and your partners. You love your company. You love lettuce. You love your people. You love what you do. That, that so to speak, this snow, snowball positive energy began to attract more success. Would that be a correct statement? Uh, I think it's very correct. I think that, you know, there's an interesting thing that happens. You know, the, by the way, the first restaurant that we started, Jerry and myself, uh, wasn't successful right at the very beginning. And it was... Um, 
it was hard. It was really hard. We were doing no business for two and a half months or so, and I thought we might go out of business. And luckily for me, um, it caught on after a couple, after two months or so, and it was uh, it was wonderful for me. I I, I loved it. Well, Rich, now you've ta- shared with how you your passion at Seed was born during childhood or teen years, I should probably say. Do you have any tips for our women and men and listeners around the world who are looking to discover their own passion? Do you have a couple words about that? Well, you know, it's it's tricky. It's very tricky. Um, I think I was lucky. Sometimes I think people, I'm going to put it a different way. Sometimes I think people that are real bright, that do real well in school and could be doctors or lawyers or, you know, accountants or whatever they want, maybe it's more confusing for them. I didn't have a lot of those choices. I just wasn't that good of a student. So when I found something that I enjoyed, I jumped into it. And as I got good at it, I think it gave me more energy and more interest in it than ever before. And it's an easy thing to say to find your passion, but it's not easy. It's hard. And, Mm. you know, I don't know how to tell people uh, what their passion should be. I think it's a very individual thing. But, uh, But if you're lucky enough to find something that you you're interested in and love to do, um, it's always easier to get good at something that you love to do rather than doing something that's uh, tedious for you. Wow. That is fascinating that uh, you were talking about college was not your forte. I know your children, I'm going to talk about them in a moment. They all went to college. You're a big supporter of college. That's not our point. The point is for Rich Millman, a college did not click. And then you made a statement a moment ago, if I understood you, that the person perhaps who is a 4.0 GPA type person may be very smart intellectually but they may be rigid and maybe not cut out for a creative type enterprise like a restaurant d- business that develops concepts. Um, am I close to correct on that? Well, it certainly could be that. I think that um, um, I just think that smart people sometimes have a lot of different choices and can't zero down. You know, sometimes in life, <clears throat> it's just zeroing into what you want to do and, and, and simplifying, you know, it may be being able to say in one sentence what it is that you want to do. I want to be a dentist. I want to be a songwriter. I want to be a pianist, you know, and then just going ahead with that. And uh, so sometimes I have found that bright people are all over the place. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, I just got goosebumps with this comment about Rich, what Rich Melman just talked about. In my opinion, that is the foot stomper, as they would say in college, so to speak. Be able to express your goal and write it out simply in three to four words in one sentence, what you want to do in life. 
Don't make it complicated. Keep it simple. And I think that's what you'll find, ladies and gentlemen, when you dine at one of the lettuce restaurants. You'll be understand the concept when you walk into the restaurant. You'll, you'll feel good. You'll understand what the cuisine is. We're going to come back after the break and talk more to Rich Melman about success, but that was a very important point for you all about how to write your goals in life. I am Richard Levy with Rich Melman, the chairman and founder of Lettuce Entertain You Enterprises here in Chicago. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with Rich. Thank you. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Richard Levy, and I have the pleasure to talk today with Rich Melman, chairman and of the board and founder of Lettuce Entertain Your Prices in Chicago, but they're all around the United States. Go to their website, and you'll probably find one of his restaurants in your town or near you, and go by and enjoy the not only the cuisine, but the atmosphere, the personal touch you get from their well-trained Wait staff. After all, the aim of their wait staff is to make you feel good. And I believe you'll feel good upon entering, during your dining experience, and when you leave. Rich, we're talking during the break. Uh, if we could share with the listeners briefly about your interest in sports to be an athlete, but you were also honest about yourself. Or if somebody wants to be a singer and they can't carry a note, could you tell our listeners briefly about? knowing your strengths and weaknesses as you proceed along the road to success? Well, you know, I think we talked about um, finding your passion. But I think along with finding your passion, you have to have some self-awareness. 
And if your passion is to be a singer, but you really can't carry a tune, well, you're not going to get too far. So it's not enough to say, I want to do something, but you have to see, do you have the skills? You know, do you have the intelligence? You know, if you want to be a doctor, do you have the intelligence? Are you willing to work hard? Do you have the confidence in yourself to be able to do a specific thing that you 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 think you might want to do? So, um, you know, it's it's more. There is an. I don't know if you call it an art. I don't know if you call it a science, but um, there's there's something to be said for how you decide on what your passion is. You know, I would hope that most of it comes through, you know, your emotions and who you are. You know, every once in a while you see these, you know, five-year-old kids that are prodigies on the piano, <laughs> and uh, and you realize they, you know, just found it. You know, they just found what they want to do. Um, and, you know, I think that's a, a wonderful thing when you could, the earlier you could find your passion, I think the probably better off you are. Well, so, ladies and gentlemen, Rich discovered his passion in through his father's restaurant business and other circumstances, but he was listening to his feelings. So, we want to be in tune with our feelings and see what we're led to follow, to become good at. In fact, Rich, how important is it uh, for your success and for other people's success to not only follow their passion, but to learn, study, get to know everything they, everything they can about their business? Well, you know, there's something that I learned a long time ago in sports, and that you don't have, need any special skill to be able to hustle. So in other words, anyone could work hard. Mm-hmm. And I think once you decide what you want to do, for me, there's no shortcuts. I can't tell you how hard I work to this day. And I don't think I'll, if the day comes that I lose my desire or I lose my energy, well, maybe I'll think of quitting then or retiring or whatever I want to do. But um, so I think finding your passion, being aware, making sure that it's something you know that you can do, and then working hard at it. Uh, it's a competitive world out there, and uh, um, you know Michael Jordan practiced countless amounts of hours. You know Tiger Woods. I don't know how many swings he takes. You know during the course of his week, but the the good ones always seem to practice, always seem to hustle, always seem to work hard. Could I, Rich, can, correct me if I'm wrong, my wife and I were at the opening of one of your restaurants in Chicago. Am I mistaken to say that I saw you walk around and you even picked up a t- couple plates from a table when the diners were finished? Well, you know, I'm in the service business, which in a sense makes me somewhat of a servant. And I do what's ever necessary. Now, if I was doing that full time, I don't think I'd be earning my salary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm paid to be a good strategic thinker and a lot of, and help develop the people that are up and coming in our organization are two of the most important things that I need to do. But uh, clearly, I have no problem taking an order for someone if a server is stuck 
or picking up a plate off of a table, I, I don't find that beneath myself at all. Wow. We were, it was, to you, it's natural. And uh, to us, we went, wow, very impressive. It did not go unnoticed. And I know it was not for show. That's not my point. It was very impressive that you were one of the people, your CEO, you developed these concepts. Rich, we just got um, a wonderful email from a gentleman. I'm going to use his first name, and he'd like to pose a question to you, if I may. And I'm going to just read it directly the way he wrote it, so I hope you can understand it fine. His name is Ronald, and here you go, Rich. With a five-year average lifespan for most new startup businesses, especially restaurants, how do you maintain successful longevity and consistency throughout your organization to avoid failures and closing the doors on the poor performing dogs, so to speak? Well, you know, the customer lets you know if you're doing something right or you're not. And we always have goals in terms of what we want our restaurants to do. And so I measure those goals. Now, um, one of the things that I have found that's very important in business is to not be rigid. I think that's so important in today's world. What do I mean by that? I do a hundred things, and maybe seventy of them will work. Maybe you know certain food items will work, and certain food items won't. And one of the keys to me is to be able to change quickly the things that don't work. In addition to that, I always say to my partners that every week you have to make changes. I don't care how small they are; there has to be something that you have to find that we could do better. And at the end of the year, you've made 50 changes and you stay more relevant. And one of the reasons we've been able to have long runs for a lot of our restaurants is because of that. We're never quite satisfied. We always think we could be better at what we do and we work at it. In terms of consistency, um, it didn't happen at the beginning. I think you have to identify uh, your culture and what you stand for and what you want and how you train people. And the stronger your culture becomes, the stronger your training programs become, the more consistency you have, the better you get at hiring people, the better results you have. So I think over the 42 years that we've been in business, we've really identified the things that we need to do to be consistent and to have the right people around us and so forth. It's real important to you, Rich, then for your wait staff who is the frontline contact with the public to feel good about themselves. How important is to you, is it to you, Rich Melman, that the waitress, the waiter feels good within themselves when they take the order, when they deliver the food, or they take objections from the customer? Well, um, we always say our reputation is in their hands. Each and every server, in a way, becomes Rich Melman, or representing Rich Melman, for sure, as -hmm. well as the rest of the partners in our company. And um, for that reason, we're very uh, careful about who we hire. 
and we're actually very good at it. And we want people that are happy about themselves, and we want people that are bright, and we want people that are motivated. There's a whole bunch of things that we look for. And, um, and then you take those people and you train them properly, and you monitor it, and, um, and hopefully you have good results. And, and one of the real major things with us is we want to make our people successful. We, we go to great lengths to do all the things that we think they need to feel good about working in our company. And, um, you know, the happier they feel, the more content they feel, the more they think we listen to them and that we care, um, usually the better they are as employees. And so I, as I said, um, our reputation is in their hands and we treat them accordingly. So happy employees, happy company, happy bottom line. Can my, can one say that? I'd say that's a great correlation. Yes. Rich, what would you tell our listeners about the importance, speaking from your personal experience in life up to today, about believing in yourself? You know, Richard, there's when people have asked me, what do I look for in in management? What do I look for in key partners? And I think I, I hit on it briefly, and I said, look, the first thing I look for is do I like the person? Are they, you know, are they happy? Are they the type of people that I could work with on a day-to-day basis? And then I look for intelligence. And you don't have to be in Mensa. You don't have to have 150 IQ, but you have to have some street smarts in terms of uh, what I look for in terms of a, you know, a person that I think could work well in our organization. So I have to like them. They have to be bright. They have to be willing to work hard. I look for that. And the thing that ties it all together is someone that has confidence in themselves. Easy to say, hard to do. But I think it's a real key in being able to be successful in anything in life is having the confidence in yourself to be able to do it. Young people usually don't start out with a lot of confidence. They haven't had enough victories in their lives. But you could sort of tell people that are nervous or afraid to try as compared to people that are willing to try, knowing that when you don't try, you might never get rejected. And when you do try, you might. But I would rather try and get rejected than never to have tried. And, um, you know, so that, that confidence in oneself is, I think, a a great indicator of how successful somebody might or might not be. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that from Rich Melman? Have confidence in yourself. Believe in your abilities. Risk that rejection. That could be the next step to your gigantic success in life. We're going to be coming back uh, after a break with Rich Melman, and we're going to talk about how Good. He takes, he and his staff take care of the guests at the restaurant. I'm going to speak from personal experience as we continue on our discussion with Rich Melman, chairman and of the board and founder of Let Us Entertain You Enterprises here in Chicago. It's a fantastic conversation today. I'm getting a whole lot out of this and I hope everybody around the world is. Let me know. Send me emails at Wealthy Thoughts 
at gmail.com and I'll read your questions on the air and I'll get the questions you have for Rich personally. I promise that to you. I am Richard Levy with Rich Millman. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Richard Levy, speaking with Rich Melman, famous restaurateur in America and all around the world. Rich, I do know that you take very good care of your guests. My wife, Ann, and I have been dining with you and we're involved with you business-wise for a long time. But I understand that you met a very special guest at one of your first restaurants, in fact, the first restaurant, R.J. Grunts. Did you happen to find the lady of your dreams at R.J. Grunts? <laughs> well, that was one of the surprises. Uh, I, I hadn't been dating too much um, when I went into the restaurant business. I mean, all my energies were really going into what I was doing. And uh, my partner, who was a much bigger dater, I was a little bit on the shy side uh, than I was, said, Richard, you know, we open these restaurants and they're this restaurant and it's packed and all these great looking girls come in and you're not dating anybody. (laughs) And he said, if you ever see anybody that you're interested in, let me know. He was much more aggressive than I was. And sure enough, I spotted this girl in line one night. And I said, Jerry, that girl's really cute. I'd like to meet her. And he introduced me to her. And it, we didn't click right away. I mean, I, I was interested in her right away. And uh, she was real quiet. And I was real bashful. And we'd go out. And we wouldn't talk. And it was awkward. Uh, and it, it took about a year for us to connect. We'd go out a couple times. And then I wouldn't see her. And then we got back together. And... Um, and uh, she has been and is the love of my life, and we've been married about 37 years, and 
three kids and um and that was very lucky for me at uh RJ Grunts um will always be the most important restaurant to me because of all the things that happened. That is so sweet. And if I may have your permission to mention her first name, Martha, Absolutely. because I really want to share something to our listeners around the world. The next time you come to Chicago, the Windy City, I would like to strongly suggest that they taste the most fantastic carrot cake. And it's called on the menu, <laughs> and I quote, Martha's Special Occasion Carrot Cake. And it's found at the Lettuce Restaurant Hub 51 in Chicago. In fact, Anne and I have a friend from Vienna, Austria, who lives part-time in Chicago, part-time in Vienna. And after Andrea gets over jet lag, the first stop is where? Hub 51. And Rich, you've met her, Andrea. Yeah. And yeah. Andrea does not meet a menu when the waitress or waiter comes. Andrea says, no, thank you. I've got it memorized. I'd like to have your cheeseburger. And please hold for me a big old slice of that carrot cake. And I well, must share with you, it is fantastic. Well, that's a carrot cake that uh, Martha developed over the years. And she actually served it uh, at RJ's first birthday and, um, uh, when he was a little boy, obviously. And uh, um, it's been a special occasion cake, uh, something that she always makes for their birthdays. And the kids, uh, both, all three of them, uh, RJ, Jared, and Molly, when they opened up their first restaurant about five years ago, they all said, we've got to have the special occasion carrot cake. <laughs> and uh, it, it is spectacular in terms of carrot cakes. There's no question. Ann and I have not found one to equal it, and I'm not just saying because I'm talking to you as the chairman. It, it, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when they ask you if you'd like to have a couple forks, the answer is yes. It is enormous, and you, I challenge you still to finish it, and it stays fresh. It is delicious. Your palate will never be the chain, never be the same. Rich, you're open to ideas from customers, employees, and partners. You're talking about flexibility. In fact, even your dear Secretary Ann Johnson, I believe, contributed to an idea of one of your restaurants. Is it true that at the very beginning, a nice gentleman from the post office, I'm talking about at the very beginning, wanted to sit down with you and share with you some of his ideas? Well, that, that's, yes. Well, Richard, you know a lot about my past. So um, I was about 20 years old and a friend of myself uh put an ad in the Tribune, Inventions Wanted, Will Finance. We, we really weren't very sophisticated. And between the two of us, we had about $3,000, and that I probably put in 300 and he put in the rest of it by selling a car that he had, a sports <laughs> car. And uh, we thought we were these big moguls, and we'd be able to take inventions and make money for the inventors as well as ourselves. Well, we soon found out we couldn't. But I did meet this one man. He was an inventor who worked middle management for the uh, post office. And the reason that he wanted to uh, leave his job at the post office and become uh, and make money, uh, that was one of his major goals, um, with his inventions was because he wanted to write about health and what you eat. In other words, how diets had a lot to do with your health. And... You know, this is like in the early 60s. This is before anybody was writing about that stuff. And so uh, I was fascinated by this man. He was very bright. 
And uh, he introduced me to the world of organic food and macrobiotic food and vegetarianism and a whole bunch of things. And uh, and that played a part, you know, like eight, nine years later when we opened our first restaurant, uh, <laughs> a lot of the words that he had said to me over the years uh, were acted out in that first restaurant. Well, that is fantastic. That shows how open you are. Rich, this hour has gone so fast. Uh, before we close, could you take a, maybe 60 seconds, 75 seconds, and share with the world what kind of advice would you give to the man or woman of any age who's looking for success and abundance in their lives? What would you advise them to do or think about? Well, you know, success isn't only measured by um, by money. I think a lot of times success could be measured by happiness. And uh, again, find your passion and work hard at it and realize that in life, a lot of times there's two different paths that you could take. There's decisions that you could make. And I have found that if you're a positive person, you could make either decision work. It's not an and or, and it, it controls your life for the, you know, it controls you for the rest of your life rather. So for me, uh, I'm constantly faced with pathways and I constantly b- believe that uh, I can be positive and make each one work out. Well, it certainly has shown up in your fabulous life. You are a joy, Rich. Um, I can't wait to hear the responses from our listeners around the world. Would you come back and visit with us uh, later in the year or the beginning of 14 to hear what else is on your mind about success and prosperity? Richard, anytime you want me to be around, I will do so. Oh, you're wonderful. I love you, your family, and your restaurants. Ladies and gentlemen, let us entertain you. Google it. It's L-E-Y-E dot com. Go visit them. You will have the experience of your lifetime. You can find any cuisine that you're interested in. Well, that's it for today. I am Richard Levy. I hope you've enjoyed our show with Rich Melman today on Wealthy Thoughts and Empowerment Channel. I'd like to remind everybody that we have our upcoming Wealthy Thoughts seminar in Dallas-Fort Worth on June 22nd. In July, we'll be in San Francisco, and in August, we'll be in Boston. We'll talk about let go of negativity and attracting success in your life. Remember, regardless of where you are in life, what you think about, what you feel, what you imagine, what you talk and write about is what you become. Rich Melman has talked about that during this one hour. Why not give wealth your foremost attention? Because we believe that thoughts do make you wealthy. This is Richard Levy, and I'll see you next week at 2 Eastern, 1 Central, and 11 Pacific. Make it a prosperous week. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 